0: Open your eyes. This is America, the greatest nation on Earth, where rats have it better than Italian children. If we are to build an empire
1: of hope, we must first conquer New York. Our New York is being threatened by a wave of brown skin filth. They just keep coming. We ought to ship them all back. To show America we are all people of dignity. I want to build an orphanage. Be careful. This place will eat you alive.
0: Even the Pope cannot protect you from what may come.
1: (laughs) Ti piccolo. Gesto d'amore. Vuol cambiare ogni cosa.
0: I am unashamed, what about you?
2: So yeah, the idea, Jays, is that we're going to basically lower the temperature of the planet by eating less red meat. That's it. That's what the scientists are, that's what the politicians say the scientists have said. So I just want you to get ready for that because I figure that may change the, your diet plans uh, kind of on what you normally eat. So yeah. you, I didn't uh, you know, know there was more, an Earth Day. I
3: thought every day was Earth Day. Every day that you're on earth, wouldn't that be Earth Day?
0: <laughs> uh, I have an answer to his, to his dilemma. Oh, perfect. Uh I got Peter talking about it here. Uh the day of the Lord will come like a thief. Uh no. The, <laughs> the heavens the heavens uh will disappear with a roar, the elements will be destroyed by fire, and the earth and everything in it would be laid bare irregardless of cows passing gas it all be gone (laughs) uh we ought to therefore what kind of people ought you to be this thing is fixing to leave here you're not going to save it by cutting back on the meat that day will bring about the destruction of the heavens by fire and the elements will melt in the heat it doesn't make a difference about the cow farts but in keeping with his promise we're looking forward to a new heaven and a new earth the home of righteousness, so God's gonna clean all this up for what you're trying to do through the cow meat. Don't eat the cow meat. Then, and now this is John the Apostle in the book of Revelation, Revelation 21. Listen to what, with the knowledge of what Peter said, listen to what John says. Then I saw, he's gonna give you a picture of what Peter was describing. I mean, this ball of fire and the cosmos is no more, kind of like when God created it. Then I saw, John said, he sees a picture of what Peter said, of a new heaven and a new earth. Here's what it's gonna be like, what Peter was referring to. The first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Peter told you how in 2 Peter 3. There was no longer any sea, no more water. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, that's us, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, now the dwelling of God is with men. Boy, what a what a new heaven and a new earth. And he will live with them. They'll be his people. There's your kingdom in the book of Acts. And God himself will be with them, and he will be their God. And here's the kicker. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death, Al, or mourning. 75 years, you get to worry about passing on. You're like, well, what should I do? He said, long as you're with God in the kingdom, you ain't worried about it because you got this coming. There will be no tears. There will be no death, no mourning, Our crying Al, and you alluded to something earlier, our pain. You say, Job and all, there'll never be that replay again. For the old order of things, what we're seeing now, has passed away. You say, man, what a hope. So Peter and John agreed perfectly with what's going to happen to the planet Earth, and the cow farts is not about gonna do it in. God's gonna do it in. He's already done it in an once and left eight when he with water. Next trip is fire. And he just gonna how would a commercial fisherman even know about the destruction of the elements and the whole thing melting in the how in the world would a commercial fisherman with no education, no college degree, not an astrophysicist for sure? How would a commercial fisherman know those things?
2: Pretty good point. I think we should start a new day that trumps Earth Day and just call it Heaven Day. Yeah. I, I thought and... that a while ago. Yeah. <laughs> I guess <laughs> to they your would point, call
3: yeah. That Easter, that's Heaven Day, but I didn't know we no, had that's an resurrection Earth day, now. but. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, because look, I love to take care of the earth. I I think that's a great responsibility we have. But it seems like to me, if we get down this road, I could see these people making bathrooms in the woods for animals. I think we might go down that road because you think about it. (laughs) When you get in your mind, we're a civilized people.
0: When, you, when the you, animals are not. <laughs> They're yeah. just spraying their stuff yeah. all over everything. Blame the cows. <laughs> when you get in your mind that the biggest problem we have is cows, and when you get rid of them through these food laws, you can't even eat, and that will solve our problem. They're missing the point completely. This thing, God made it, and the author of life is going to end it, and there will be immortality on the other side of it, and we'll live forever. They're trying to blame it on the cows, but God said, Mm -hmm. no, sin is the problem. There was a movie about that, Phil, in open range. He's just saying, I made it, and I'm gonna take it out. One of the
3: greatest (laughs) gun battles in any movie, it all got down to the end, and Robert Duvall said, and for what,
2: a bunch of cows? more that's right more cows more cows more cows <laughs> yep <laughs> you know why jay because that old boy that got got killed there at the end he didn't like free grazers yeah you know he didn't think they should be grazing around on his on his so we grass. It he thought he owned
3: from it. the guy that had the did the skit said that we need more cowbell you know that planted the seed, and then they said, "You know what? I know what we can do. We can we can stop these cows from doing what they do, and the world will be a better place." I mean, to me, this is any time we spend on this, validating this insanity is a. Uh, but I like where you pivoted to, Phil, because that is true. I mean, I, I do realize that in the Greek and Hebrew language, when they use that phrase, am I not right on this, Al, the new heaven and new earth, It was they would use that for any time there was a new order of things. Yeah. Right? Right. Correct. And, and my point is whether, because I believe the kingdom is here. I believe that's already taken place. We're part of that. So it doesn't matter whether we're on earth or in heaven. We're with God. That's right. our, our eternity has started. You're like, what What are you? That's the craziest thing I've ever heard. It's really not. If you have the Holy Spirit of God, according to this Bible, over and over, you're eternal.
0: Impossible for death to yeah. keep its hold on you.
3: So you go through this little speed bump, which is a box and being in the dirt, And but it, you, you're going to lose track of time in that process from what I read. Anyway, so it's here. It's here. We're we're there. I mean, let's let's take care of this, okay?
2: But I, I'm I'm beyond the earth. Well, there's a phrase, Jase, for people like us for what Dad just described, and they call you science deniers. Or in, in particular, in this talk about this, they call you climate science deniers. So, in other words, if you're not willing to go along with what this guy says at this moment, which, by the way, the scientists everything i've seen about the coronavirus for the last year have been wrong about everything why would i trust them about what's going to happen a hundred years from now or a thousand years from now well they can't even predict what's going to happen in a year We, we
3: talked about this on the last podcast there's a phrase for them god is the greatest scientist that's right that's the position it's always going to go back to that
2: so if you or if you trusted in men, but you didn't trust in God, then you are a scientist denier. That's right. Is that is that a fair is that a fair that, way to put it? That's my
3: position. And I I will hammer that point <laughs> until I live again. I was gonna say till I die, but I just said I'm not gonna die. So <laughs>
2: You're not gonna die. <laughs> and
0: you wonder why at the base of the mountain, when the law was being put forth. They erected of all things a gold cow. That's true, Phil. Excellent. And well, they all oh, bowed, and they that. all bowed down to the booger. And they all bowed down to him. And they all got naked <laughs> and started having sex with each other. And Moses came down and said, What are you doing? The cow. The cow was we've right been in the middle. Struggling with the cow. They've been What's struggling it? with the cow ever since we've been on planet Earth. <laughs> Blame the cows. I mean, I mean, there was thunder and lightning coming, and all the people were scared to death when Moses finally came down off the mountain. And you know what he told them? Uh, calm down. God is just trying to scare you so you'll quit sinning. Well, it didn't work, Al. The law didn't do it. It didn't do it because no, one, not one of them kept it. And they were bowing down to the cow in the middle of it. Is, is that amazing or what?
2: But your dad, you know what was ironic about the the Israelites at the at the mountain was that the whole time they were getting there, and then the whole time after they left there, which the law was given, but they wanted to go back to Egypt and go back under slavery yeah. because. Their freedom wasn't what they thought it was going to be, and to trust in God. So it was kind of ironic that people would want to put themselves under slavery instead of being free. And that's kind of what this whole mindset is. To that, why would you do that? When though someone from the government says, "Who really needs?" You just need to stop them right there. I don't. You know why do people want to limit other people?
0: Yeah, you wouldn't think the human race would get to this point. Romans one twenty two. Although they claim to be wise, they became fools and exchanged the glory of the immortal God for images made to look like mortal man, birds, oh no, and animals and reptiles. You say, (laughs) do what? And he gives them over because of that to their sinful desires to sexual impurity for the degrading of their bodies, one another. That's us. Yep. That, that That's us yeah. as, just as clear as it is, the nose on your face. That was written in the mid-50s A.D., and it's 2,021 years since Jesus showed up. You're like, a couple thousand years later, what are they doing? They're doing the same thing they've always done. Well, they bow back, down to anything but God, go birds, back, animals, go reptiles. Go back 4,000 years and they were doing it same un, thing. under a sacred
3: uh, count.
2: It cycles itself back through. Let's take a break. So we talk a lot about on the podcast about cyber thieves and especially coming after your home title because one of our sponsors is a company called Home Title Lock. Uh, but one of the things that they said in our copy today that I didn't realize is that Facebook has had 500 million accounts exposed to cyber thieves. 500 million. And, you know, I mean, it's, now it's getting so much easier for these thieves to hack in and out of people's information. Well, which they is, write
0: me all the time how they got scammed these people do mm-hmm. lost their money by what, But you know, from cyber thieves, you know, the old, the old marijuana oil. So,
2: yeah, Something they, on the they, internet, right? They, they get fleeced
0: and they want me That's to do something about it. So
2: we don't want you to lose your home title. So there is something you can do about that. You go to hometitlelock.com, register your address, make sure you still own your home. Then you sign up for 30 free days of protection that they're going to, let you get started with so that's home use the promo code radio home lot.com promo code radio and get some security for your home title we're going to save the planet we're going to save the universe
0: is what they're saying we're going to save the universe yeah i just bet you are it's just <laughs> nonsense well, don't get let it save it for get what you
3: all worked up. I mean, I'm I hear something like that. I don't even give that a moment's pause. I'm not
0: worked up. I'm just quoting text.
3: Yeah, I know, but I'm, I'm saying <laughs> people, people hear that. I mean, I think the media they inflame these ridiculous stories so people will get worked up on one side or the other. I mean how does that <laughs> well, go that's what through happens. the cycle? Because you know they have meetings and say, okay, what are we going to do today? All right, let's deal with the cows. You know, I think if we get everybody on board with cutting down their consumption to four pounds a year, I mean I've seen people eat close to that in one sitting.
0: And and look, <laughs> we're going to do this. We're going to save planet earth yeah and the cosmos
3: maybe extend it five or ten
2: minutes (laughs) (laughs) yeah the existential threat right well yeah i I think you have to put it in the proper perspective And you're right jays but it is sometimes funny to point out some of the fallacies of thinking I, i do think it's one of the reasons why the believers don't get bent out of shape about you know like you said we want to conserve the planet i'm all about clean air clean water but yeah. at the same time ultimately when god says it's gonna go it's gonna go well, what are and gonna all do your about plans chickens? and
3: you know chi- i mean i've been to a cow pasture and i've been to a chicken house the chicken smell way worse than the cows yeah so i'm sure that's coming but on they're now. not passing as much gas
0: who's watching this <laughs>
3: I look at chickens, I've never heard a chicken Uh, make an
0: audible sound. Who's watching it? Over half the country is watching it. I'm saying
3: who's watching the chicken pass gas and the cow? I've never audibly heard a cow pass gas. Scientists.
1: They're just sitting
3: there, I mean, is that your job? You get up every morning, you you go out there, (laughs) you sit down with a notebook, and I guess you name them, and you're like, well, Mabel, (laughs) is passing gas every 32 seconds it has an erroneous <laughs> aroma well, you, but, they have a joe, little meter or something joe over there <laughs> ate something that, this me, is making a hole
0: in the ozone <laughs>
1: go to a volcano that's just
0: erupted and you want to see the passing of gas there's a lot that's of stuff right. coming out of volcanoes mm-hmm. And I figure, I guess they're saying no. It's the cows doing the damage, not the volcanoes belching out all of these dust and clouds of gases. I mean, the CO
2: two. So I, I saw a, a, the one that just just went active in the Caribbean on one of the Saint Vincent, I think it is, and it said one belch, one from one active volcano in the Caribbean a couple of weeks ago. Yep. One belch is more than the entire human race of carbon dioxide put in the air for 100,000 years. That is correct. So you're exactly right. And you're going to tell I me. I tend that, to blame the it, volcanoes
0: if you think that's going to do it in. God says I'm going to do it in. But the volcanoes, if they can't do it, you want to talk about passing gas, go to volcanoes. That <laughs> is a big passage of gas going in every direction. <laughs> And the That's dust cloud exactly from right. it go all the <laughs> way around the earth. Oh, what it I've looks seen, like a nuclear bomb went off. From yep. what I've seen, this
2: place is volatile. It's Very volatile. Shaky. That's
0: right. You better look
2: beyond the earth for salvation. Jase, you know why they haven't done anything about the volcanoes? No. Because they can't. They can't. <laughs> you just get out of the way. Yeah. You, you get as far away from it as possible, and hope you don't burn up before you get away from there. You run. That's what you do with a volcano. I think volcanoes. the dividing line
3: run. between me on this issue is people focus on the natural, and I focus on the supernatural. It mm, you call like me that. crazy, but I'm a supernatural believer. Yeah.
2: So I'm so I'm preaching Sunday, and I and it was it was kind of a weird confluence of events that that has led me I was a little bit of a conundrum about what to do and I kind of had an epiphany yesterday when doing the podcast when we were talking from Acts 20 about Paul's farewell speech to the elders which is really really good And the more I got to looking at it, the more I liked it so at our church Sunday we are ordaining um, two new elders kind of what we see and some of these acts texts that were now, done that throughout mean, all these
3: ordaining cuz a lot of people including me Well the word kind of the
2: word the word could mean ordain or appoint so okay. you know it's just a so the idea is that you're going to recognize two two new elders and um but at the same time it's uh traditionally a Sunday when we recognize our high school seniors just you know congratulations you're kind of going into the world we used to give them a little charge and the elders usually do that well, it was on the same day and so i was kind of going back and forth to i kind of aim this more towards the kids or more towards the idea of leadership and so i was kind of reading text in timothy and but then yesterday when we were looking at acts 19 and paul's speech to the elders i thought man well he lays out a pretty good way to live and then you remember right before that in acts uh was it 16 is when we first meet timothy and so I thought, man, you know, you're seeing both sides of the equation in Acts with Paul's travels. You know, he's appointing these young guys like Timothy and Titus, who are young evangelists. I mean, they're new. And, you know, and then you got these other guys that are in these cities. They're all fairly new Christians because they haven't been around very long. But then you got to get some older, wiser of your group to be able to watch out for these false doctrines and stuff like that, which is what he challenges them. So it really gave me this picture in my mind of both mm-hmm. ends of the spectrum you of the my, young and you my opinion? The more wisdom. So that's kind of where I was going. Yeah.
1: You that's why to I asked. just
3: focus on the the young ones. Cause I've said this many times and people are highly offended, but I don't care. I think I'm right. People over 40, they're not going to listen. just, They've already made up their mind for the most part, so go
0: to the young ones, Al. That's my advice. Do the Timothy well, part and highlight it. All I know I, for I sure will. is I, I talked to a guy one time and I said, you know, and I mentioned the elders uh, in the church, and he said, we 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 don't have elders. And I said, well, uh, if anyone sets his heart on being an elder, First Timothy three overseer, some say, bishop, some say. He desires a noble task. The overseer, the elder, must be above reproach. That's the kind of guy he is. Hard to come up with something wrong about him. The husband of but one wife. It's hard to talk with divorced people if you've had a few divorces yourself. Temperate, self control respectable, hospitable. People coming and going out of their houses all the time. Able to teach, must know his Bible, not given much wine. Someone says, Well, wait a minute now, not given too much wine, that means he can't drink. No, he just can't drink very much. You say, Well, how much is not much? It's not much. Not given <laughs> too much wine. Not violent. Not gentle. I mean, but gentle, not violent, but gentle. If he's got a temper, yeah, yeah, he's out. Not quarrelsome if he's bad about getting in the quarrel. Mm. He's out. Lover of money. Call him. He's not, he's not a one. He must manage his own family well. Uh-oh. And see that his children obey him with proper respect. If anyone doesn't know how to manage his own family, how can he take care of God's shirt? So you say, you mean this goes down to your children, and if they're belligerent and being, being hard to live with, you're out. He must not be a recent convert, makes sense, or he may become conceited and fall under the same judgment as the devil. He must also have a good reputation, look out, with outsiders, the unsaved, so that he will not fall into disgrace into the devil's trap. And by the way, the deacons are then mentioned. So therefore, it's pretty simple. Deacons, they can't be given much wine either, not pursuing dishonest gain, if he's slicking people out of their money, he's out. And they must keep hold of the deep truth of the faith and their conscience, and the bottom line is their wives should be the same way. So you look at those, Al, they're there for a reason. And going back to your statement about in the book of Acts, they began to, in the kingdom of God, you see the beginnings of the structure of how the kingdom of God operates. And it includes elders and deacons because I'm reading what elders and deacons, what kind of people they are. So this whole thing about well nobody can make it because everybody's a sinner. Granted, well everybody
3: else. That's what I thought when you're reading. I was like, you know, from people that have never heard that, they're like, well you pretty much just weeded out the entire. Population. Well, the guy
0: I read to, he says, we don't have them. And I, then I read this to him. He said, you have just re- read why we don't have
2: them. He well, said, we don't have anybody like that around here. And I was going to clarify. Hang on, Jase. Hang on, Jase. Let's take a break. So, Jase, one of our mutual friends, well, I guess all of us, but you and I were closer to him, is our old buddy Trent, who used to be our... Main preacher at that and he's also a counselor. And you know, we're going to try to have him on the podcast. We've been talking about getting him on. He's just a wonderful person, very talented. And you know, he was struggling back and forth with whether to preach or whether to counsel because he's really good at both. And he finally picked counseling because he started a counseling center out in Colorado Springs. But Trent and I spent a lot of conversations about the need to have someone available for counseling for people, and uh, I'm a big believer in it. Uh, one of our sponsors is a group called Faithful Counseling, and they've got a whole list of things that you, you know, may be having some struggles with that you could they can help you out with some really good counsel. There's obviously there's faith-based Christian counseling, which is very important uh, to be able to go to. So if you want to check these guys out, you have a need, you're not able to get past it, or maybe, you know, someone in your church hasn't been, you know, able to help you get there, go to faithfulcounseling.com slash unashamed. Our listeners are going to get 10% off your first month, uh, which is a blessing. So it's faithfulcounseling.com slash unashamed. Check these guys out and get some help if you need it.
3: I was going to clarify. I mean, I was kind of joking about people over 40 not listening, but it is a general truth. But I think what happens is these young people are your energy, are the lifeblood of a church, they're, and they're more open to hearing Jesus, and they they should be out there just running wide open. And, and obviously the elders and the leadership should be helping mentor and help the situations that arise that gets difficult. Because if you're out actively sharing Jesus, especially on college campuses these days, there's a lot of things that come up that you need advice in and ultimately you need some some wisdom for people from people who have been there who are solid that's why
0: that's why the children are mentioned because he has to raise he and his wife have to raise their children to be like this they just don't get this coming out of the thin air there's a there's a structure involved a way of life handed down from the parents to the children And when you see a family unit that's, that's, has, uh, there's, there's no belligerence and drunkenness and all of these things that's mentioned right here, you put that all together and you say, Hmm. And what happened, what's happened to America is we're running short of that type structure inside the homes. Well, when that meets the kingdom of God, there's a little friction there because you have to find the right men out of all the people on earth, <clears throat> your locale, you have to come up with men and women, their wives, who are like this. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's 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 pretty tough, Al.
2: Well, I think the I think the thing that helped me with the axe comparison was that, you know, here's Timothy and and then Titus later, you know, these are these are younger men who now are taking the reins because Paul and Barnabas and Silas had been. A, Traveling through, starting these churches, appointing these elders, but he's he's about to go. I mean, we know he's yeah. supposed to go to Rome, and he's not coming back. So it's a challenge, really, to the next generation, and and that's one of the. I think that's my challenge that I'm going to center on. And and Jace, I was thinking, you know, so many in First and Second Timothy, but at the start of Second Timothy, Chapter One, Paul makes a very personal like passionate plea to Timothy. And I think this is going to be a great challenge. I thank God whom I serve as my forefathers did, with a clear conscience. I love that at as night and day, I constantly remember you, meaning Timothy, in my prayers, recalling your tears of joy. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I've been reminded of your sincere faith, which first lived in your mother Lois and in your mother Eunice, your grandmother Lois and mother Eunice. There's that background. And I am persuaded. was that background. That's it. I was going to say what's unique about Timothy is I believe the reason, obviously he had the faith of his mother and grandmother, and they were Jews, as we know. But, you know, he was also the perfect fit for this new hybrid church because his father was a greek so i don't think it's any accident that paul saw something in him other people would say what's you know a lot of jewish people said well you can't have a half-breed person trying to tell us what to do but he was actually the perfect one because he's bringing together and tearing down the wall of hostility between greek and And what
0: people need to understand our listeners you say well how how are they selected well, the congregation, their names is put before the congregation and the congregation says, points to this one and that one and the other one and they said, these are the, are the guys that we're putting up to be ordained, like you mentioned a while ago, Jace, as elders, uh, and I guess it'd be a good time to let people know, we haven't ever said this, I don't believe, but Al, you and I are elders. I've been there. I'm the yep. oldest one at our congregation. I'm the oldest one standing. I'm, I've, you are I, the senior statesman. I started as the youngest one, but years passed by and I looked up and all the older heads have departed to be with God. And I'm looking around saying, whoa, I used to be the youngest elder. Now I'm the oldest. So it's quite the, That's right. it's quite the trip. You know, but,
3: but they're just volunteer leaders that are trying to
0: help. That's, right, people, that's yeah,
3: correct. Help people get to heaven, and while they're here on the earth, give them mentoring and advice. But some I think some these,
0: preach, and their 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 the livelihood comes from the church. In mine and Al's case, we're both elders, but we do what we do without payment. We, we don't.
2: Yeah, so we, we don't. You don't have to
0: pay these people. In other words, some are evangelists, and some you know, like Kellett and some of them, you know, and uh, they make their living from the brothers. But uh, you and I, Al, are not that way. We, we, but but we do the work of God, and we we. And the congregation grows and whatever, and uplifted, and they're chastised from time to time, and something bad happens in family eyes We meet with the parents and trying to get them to just do what's right, yep. love their love their neighbor. But uh, it's, it's quite the. Yep but the but the structure of it comes out of the book of acts that's right
2: and even the word shepherd you know meaning that you would be there to tend a flock you know which is what he told the ephesian elders which i love that because you're there to protect as part of it but you're also there to soothe and to help people and pray for people i mean, that's what shepherds do we've got a pretty vast you know a, a bound of talents in our eldership group there i think a guy like john howard Who's just you know he's a prayer warrior. He just goes and sits with people and prays, and because he has time to be able to do that, that's a great gift. You know, that's a that's a shepherding you know ability, which is a blessing you know yep. to our church. Let's take an, let's take another break. So one of my favorite uh, sponsors to talk about, I was so excited when they decided to sponsor our podcast, is a company called Tommy John, and you know i had been wearing Tommy John's for a few years they're the best underwear i've ever had and uh and i you know but it's not something you talk about a lot men don't talk a lot about their underwear women seem to have a little more easier time to do that so for whatever reason i don't know why but anyway i got jay's a pair he loves them dad's is still mia but i think he knows where they are dad your life will be changed you know if you just your last 25 years here will be better than the first 75 if you wear tommy john underwear i'm just saying They also have loungewear and different things like that. They have a best pair you'll ever wear or it's free guarantee, which that's pretty good. Also, a good little Mother's Day idea, Jace, is maybe go in there and get Missy some of their loungewear. That'll surprise her because they do have women's uh, underwear and loungewear as well. So just the thought uh, for our listeners out there. So right now, if you go to Tommyjohn.com slash Phil, you're going to get 20% off your first order. That's great for Mother's Day. Uh, and order some great things on Tommy John. So that's Tommyjohn.com slash Phil. See their site for details.
3: I was just going to say, anytime you get it out of the building, that's what it's designed to do. I mean, the people that you appoint, yeah. they, their lives stood out in word and deed in, from the world. You know, those qualifications, all those things happen in the world, outside the building, the church building. I think most people in the religious world these days, they think eldership or leadership are tied to an organization that happens in on two acres of land twice a week. A so if the qualifications were shown out in the world— why would you bring somebody in to only work in things that happen there? And that's why when you brought up about being a going out or visiting hospitals or the sick or praying, yep, I think from Acts, if that is the model, these people were going town to town where if people were being converted. Leadership would arise because, especially. You know, at some point, they were all new converts, but I guess the ones who were a little older in the faith had the background. You know, it was
0: it was because more I, difficult I read for the book, them. <laughs> I, I read the book of Acts, and as I read it, it occurred to me, I'll use the term here, but it, it's sort of uh, applicable to, to what was going on in the book of Acts. As they were moving around, this thing was was beginning to spread. God wanted to go worldwide so they started in Jerusalem. Was well, I had this thing unfolds, how they basically, without God, would have not known exactly how to do it because you're like, they were flying by the seat of their pants. They didn't have all this structure in mind because it's not spelled out. It is in the epistles. But the book of Acts, as they went forward, they said, you know, we need, it's kind of like this when James said, Is any one of you in trouble? This is James chapter 5. Is any one of you in trouble? You're like, uh, are you going to run up on cases inside the body of Christ, the kingdom of God, where people are in trouble? What are you talking about? Is any one of you in trouble? You're like, uh, yeah, he should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with all. I did it Sunday morning for a couple of people in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise him up. So, and if he sinned, he'll be forgiven. So there's a lot of issues that are going on that need to be addressed. And somehow you have to have somebody at the tip of the spear, Al. And that's where the
2: elders come in. And and, and to Jason's point, he's exactly right, because in the first century, there were no buildings.
0: That's right. And
2: in fact, there were no multiple groups in a city. I mean, these elders were talking about in Ephesus was the whole city. And so... You know, there had to be little pockets of people meeting around the city, but they were under one leadership of whoever's over that city. Of course, remember, they don't have any cars or any way to get around back then. They walk everywhere they went. So you were never going to leave very far from Ephesus. You know, Paul did because he was planting churches.
0: Christianity has not quite gotten that put together even to this day, Al, because it's a it's a conundrum.
2: Well, it's gotten it's gotten fractured. It is fractured bad. It's done
0: the opposite
3: of what was happening in Acts. You know what's interesting? If you go some of the more obscure verses that people don't read, I mean, we're fixed to study Romans, I guess. But in Romans 16, the last chapter, Paul just lays out all these
0: these encouraging greetings. He's like where the kingdom was located.
3: Yeah, he was like, greet. And he starts off with a woman, you know, from this, the church of wherever, well, it wasn't a building, you know, and it's like, and he's like being real respectful. He's like, I ask you to receive her in the Lord in a way worthy of the saints and give her any help she may need. Cause she's been a great help to many people, including me. I mean, she stood out in that community. So it, it was a loose, very loose structure. Yeah. Cause then he says next is like greet Priscilla and Aquila who we've Already went over. He's like, yep. They're my partners and the church that meets at their house. Then he brings up another person, then I'll want greet Mary, who worked very hard. And then he 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 brings up in verse seven two people I can't pronounce, but he says, My relatives who have been in prison with me, they are outstanding among the apostles. And he's like, Greet this worker and that worker. And he gets down to the end, and and in this household. Greet that church, and then he brings up two more women who work very hard, and another woman who has worked hard in the Lord. I mean, it goes on and on and on,
0: and you get a different picture. He's giving you, a, he's giving you a picture. These leaders
3: of. are arising from these communities, and they're meeting in multiple homes, and some of them are in prison, and they're doing this and they're doing that, and so it. Their job was more what they were getting Jesus out to the community despite right. fierce persecution yep. and look and a very corrupt government which is not a whole lot different than what we have going on today pretty well uh, the same the sermon you know we had Sunday was uh Tommy Al preached who's is an elder but he preached uh yep. you know the the he had corrupt government first then he had let's see if I can remember this. The second thing was cultural immorality cuz he talked about the Roman ways of having these public baths where everybody went basically it just turned into an orgy and you know yep. and so then you had great persecution for people who believe and then he had number 4 was pandemic because these when you go have use the same water and you take public baths together and you do have sexual acts there guess what happens next disease and pandemics yeah the average
0: they receive in themselves the penalty for their perversion well he brought up a stat like the average uh the
3: age of life span in that time was like 22 years old yeah i mean it's incredible and so yeah then he made the point well when you look at it like that is there really much difference today i mean we just do the same cycles over and over it's precisely the same
2: i was going to say and the answers to come out of it are exactly the same yep let's take one last let's take one last break the standoff at the border is heating up between texas governor greg abbott and the federal government
1: politicians will never let a crisis go to waste
3: Well, in his sermon, he had shared that go into all the world and preach Jesus, which is what they were doing, but they were doing it in their communities, and and the leadership was coming forth from, I guess, people that were first converted. Uh, you know, as this went along, they were. We more need more mature.
0: community type uh, Christianity instead of uh, boards and. Boards and wood and steeples. And and
3: house churches, when when did that fall out of favor? I mean, if you want to be biblical, because there's there's a dynamic when you meet in a house. Because first of all, you invite the neighbors easily. They gather up, and you have a meal. It's just more
0: comfortable. And it's hard for persecution to be as great when you're operating because you're basically in your home, and it's a little protection to that because... You, you, it doesn't have a tall steeple on it to tell everybody who you are because you go to Red China and the brothers over there, trust me when I tell you, they don't build big church buildings over there and everybody goes down in there one time a mm-hmm. week. All oh, the Chinese would know where you were and eradicate that quickly. Well, we're headed that way in America. So, yeah. you know,
2: beating your homes, that's the last but, stronghold like i was telling y'all giving the example of my experiences last night i've been at least i've been walking around this neighborhood and meeting neighbors on the yard I had another conversation with an aussie a- implant from australia to here we talked about an hour yesterday and everyone i'm so far when i mentioned that we're going to have a little community spiritual group that's what i'm calling it. it's no church it's just a community spiritual group we all live on the same street and every one of them has said, I'll be there. Let's. Where are we going to meet? At your house, by the pool? I said, we may just meet by the pool. It's, you know, we're down here by the water. What I'm saying is, it's it has felt so organic. And that, look, I didn't come down here and then go to a church somewhere to then get permission to do what I'm doing. I'm just a son of God who lives here. And already we've had prayer for people in the community. And I mean, it hadn't even got going, and yet it's got going because you're willing to be open to it. Yeah, to they get back to,
3: to Tommy's sermon, his practical application was, he came from 1 Peter 3.15, which is that always set apart Christ as Lord, always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have, but do this with gentleness and respect. So he had these three points, which was real simple. It was like, you have hope, because if you don't, you can't live hope in Jesus if you don't have it. So you have it, You live it, which is people see how you live, which is one of the ways leadership arises because people see how you live and listen to what you say. And then the last part was share hope. So So you have it, you live it. Well, then you share what you have in Jesus because people look at you and say, you seem different. Why? Oh, I'm glad you asked. And you share Jesus. And you do it in a non-organizational way from a standpoint of, oh, we're having a club down here a couple hours a week. No need for the creeds. Well, right. And you're doing it in homes. (laughs) You're doing it in your businesses. You're doing it, you know, while you're having fun in your hobbies or if you're in the grocery store. I mean, things come up. People are everywhere and you see opportunities and that's kind of how this works. But it's the same mission, which is, Jesus is the image of God. that's who we share. That's how people get to know God. And all these little things, and I mean little, as in problems that arise, come from this struggle of trying to live a live a new life in Jesus. So you do need older, wiser couples to come in and give counseling from time to time to the younger. And that you know, that's kind of how this works, but I think it should be done. 24
0: 7 yeah when I'm around the Amish brothers from time to time I'll uh, I really respect and love them for what they've been able to do in this world of chaos they do pretty well they have a pretty good formula you know what I'm saying <gasps> Yeah they they definitely stick to their guns that's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> you always come up with Somebody that. said they're too old school I said maybe that's why I agree with them on about 99% hey, of what they, they do. They make you look like, like a tech nerd. nerd. That's right. You have a TV. <laughs> yeah. Oh
2: what is that a
0: television
2: yeah, the few times we spoke to them, they loved Dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: you have a blender though. <laughs> I Phil. Said, no cell phones. I never had one of them. They, and they didn't say amen, but I could tell they were like, mm-hmm. no,
3: they were saying no blender.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, I respect I respect their lifestyles.
2: That's for sure. Keep it up. Dad may be a little more accepted in the Mennonite camp because they'll have a few uh, things you can do.
3: I mean, Phil, when they say no truck, you know, yeah. no motor, I understand. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm
0: saying it's pretty. Amazing. I still respect them. Yeah.
3: Well, I do too. I'm just saying that it's tough. You know, I mean, what they do is tough. I mean, you want to yep. get somewhere, you walk, you ride
2: a horse. But look, their products, their stuff they build and and stuff they make to eat. I mean, yeah. oh, it's unbelievable. It's just it's so good. So so Paul told Timothy as we're kind of winding down here, don't be afraid, don't be ashamed to testify uh about christ which is kind of the core of our whole thing here with unashamed but i did i like that word Where's that, that? she at, said um? that back in second Timothy. that's in second timothy one yeah and he said I, you know you didn't get a you didn't get a spirit of timidity but instead you know you have the power of, of self-discipline and love and i and i like that idea that we're empowered and that's exactly how everybody should think young or old is that I've been empowered and I'm unashamed. I and mean, if you basically live your life by that principle and just uh, you were reading out of Romans 16, when I went over there and looked there in verse 21, there he is, Timothy, my fellow worker sends his greetings. So even Timothy at some point, uh, you know, had spent some time with Paul in his Roman setting. Cause you know, at the end of Rome, he tells him all these things to bring in Timothy. But I just love that idea that you keep paying it forward generation to generation. Cause like dad described, I mean, that all happened fast. That dad, you were the youngest elder and kind of a maverick, you know, because you you know, you did things to feel away. But now you're the oldest one in our group, you know, in the yep. of leadership. And and that went by fast. But you gotta be looking to the next generation and the generation after that yep. to keep it going. Yep. Yeah. You know? I
3: love that second Timothy one eight. And that was my point on the Roman sixteen. I was getting to Timothy and I got distracted. But if we read that he says, don't be ashamed to testify about our Lord or ashamed of me, his prisoner, because when you vocalize it, that's where the persecution comes. And I'll say that I mean, right. Phil, I mean, it's just semantics, but he wasn't doing it the Phil way. He was doing it the Jesus way, which is kind of out there loud and proud. Yeah wherever you're at. I mean that's what causes the stir good and bad when that's you right. go public when you kind of get out of the building, the four walls and go out into the world. but but he goes on to say who uh, for the gospel testifying that which has saved us and called us to a holy life not because of anything we have done, but because of his own purpose and grace. this grace was given us in Jesus before the beginning of time. And has now been revealed through the appearing of our Savior, Christ Jesus, who has destroyed death, and brought life and
0: being immortal to light through the gospel. I mean, what up? Well, Jace, you're you're ne- <clears throat> no, no, is next in line for an elder. Al, he's he's about that age, getting about fifty. Can you know? I just yeah.
3: keep doing what he I'm
0: doing? He says it's and not his not thing. Think about it. You <laughs> well, you'll have to wait. You kind of like I was. I don't know about that. When they yeah. first asked me about it, way back.
3: I know. I But you know, it's funny. I like
0: what I do for
3: the kingdom, and I like where I'm at. And I'm just, I'm not. I go into these types of organizations, and I tend to rub people the wrong way. So I'm just like, just let me just <laughs> keep going out here sharing to the masses. Jay's is
2: a prick. A, Jay's is a prickly pear. I, I'll I'll leave us with this. So the to just what Jay said a minute ago to to be out there and out loud. You know, I think about it. All of us love our church and. You know, it, it's taught us a lot of good stuff and we've made an impact there. But let's face it, the Almighty gave us the opportunity through a TV show yep. to be unashamed of the whole world. And yesterday when I was talking to Peter, the Aussie, he said, he didn't know much about the show. He knew who we were, but he said, you know, one thing that I really love about your family, and again, not knowing us that well, not being a fan, I said, what's that? He said, you took a stand, you took a stand publicly. And that's what we need more of. And I thought, you know, out of all the things he could have told me yesterday, that was probably the greatest compliment that he recognized that we're unashamed because we are. So that's the way we want to live. Thanks for listening to the Unashamed Podcast. Help us out by rating us on iTunes. And don't miss an episode by subscribing on YouTube. And be sure to click that little bell to get notified about new episodes. And for even more content that you won't get anywhere else,